Praise the Lord. Welcome you all to our live broadcast today, which is February 26, 2023. Shall we pray? Before we pray, I'm going to read as we have a verse from the scripture, two verses. I'm taking from Genesis chapter 15. Verses 13 to 16. From the New King James Version. Then he said to Abraham, that's God, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. And we serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. And also the nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterwards they shall come with great possessions. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But the key verse here is but verse 16. But in the fourth generation they shall return for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. I want you to take note of that before we pray. Our instrumental is taken from Abraham Calibrasi on YouTube. May the Lord continue to bless him and his family. Our series is Stand Up for Jesus. Shall we go to the outline of the series? You can see the outline on the screen. We have covered the first four. So we shall go to the next slide. God is bigger than all our problems. Number five, which is today. Next Sunday, we stop the slumber. And then the upper Sunday, you're a watchman, watchwoman. Then, of course, we shall go continuing. Stand up for Jesus like the early church did. And the nominational traditions. Standing on the way of the gospel of Christ. And finally, week 10. Absolute faith in God. The only way to go forward so today's topic is god is bigger than all our problems shall we pray remember what we said at the beginning in the fourth generation the israelites the descendants of abraham will leave egypt and come into the promised land because the people occupying it at the moment the iniquities of the amorite is not yet complete our father and our god I thank you because you are God. But today, Lord, I'm asking one question. Are the iniquities of the sons and daughters of the bond woman in the country of my birth, Nigeria, not complete? Is it not time, Lord, for the taking out of the sons and daughters of the bond woman from the face of that nation that keeps everyone in bondage? 
They have been spilling blood for more than 60, 70 years. Committed genocide. And there was a complacency of silence. And the blood of innocent, the unborn, taken from the womb of their mothers. Nobody ever paid the price. But God, you are watching. You see everything. The blood of the so many innocents who have called their name in that land. And yet, none of the so-called leaders, whether the religious or the political, stood up to shout and condemn the wickedness and evil in the land. Everybody says God will do it for us. But God, there are your children who are there, who are washed in the blood of the land. They have no voice. They have no say. Many of their church leaders have kept them in bondage because they belong to the occult. Yes, many of them are witches and wizards who are running some of the big denominations in Nigeria. They claim they are their servants, but they are not. And Father, I'm saying now, oh God, I'm praying. Join my prayer with those saints who are crying, who are blood washed, who have not, who touch their hand, stretch their hand to touch iniquity, who are saying, Father God, is the time of the Amorites not yet completed? Is the iniquity not yet completed? Why must this nation called Nigeria be still in the bondage of the bondswoman and the those in the court? Father, therefore, this morning I'm praying and crying. Father, that our problems, we are handing them to you today. They have distracted their children. Lord, hear our prayers. I join my own with those who are crying in their closets, who have no voice. I want to give voice to them today. I say, Lord, I join my own faith with their own faith, Lord. Bring down your judgment. Let the sons and daughters of God and all who have kept that country in bondage, Father. Let them not have any place in that nation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I give you all the praise and honor, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. That was it. Because yesterday that country had elections. And you people know what is going on and what will go on. Many more things will happen. But Lord is God is in control. If you're a child of God, continue to pray. That fathers will be done. We no longer want to be slaves. We now say, is the cup of the Amorites not yet completed? Those who have kept us in bondage for this more than 60, 70, 1800 years, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this. I give you all the praise and honor. Because you are God. Because you are God. God is bigger than all our problems. That's today's topic. He's bigger than all our problems. Yours, mine, any nation, the world. God is bigger than all our problems. Praise the Lord. The outline. Our problems can be distractions. Number two, we have to seek solutions in the wrong places. Time to repent and go back to God. God is bigger than his creation, which includes all our problems. Number four, only those who put their trust in God will inherit eternal life. Song, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? That's the song we started. And that's the song we're going to use to finish today. Praise the Lord. Our problems can be distractions, number one. Scripture, please. I read from Luke chapter 8, verses 5 to 7. 
a farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Praise the Lord. The next scripture, please. Luke chapter 8, verse 14. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. Praise the Lord. Challenges and problems are always there for both believer and unbeliever. Unbelievers are very adept at solving their problems. They will cut corners. They will do unethical things to get resolution. But that's not so for the believer. Believers are pilgrims in the world. So as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, they must respond to challenges and solve problems only through faith in God. Unfortunately, many believers fall into the satanic trap when facing challenges and or encounter problems. They resort to using arm of the flesh without recourse to God, which is what the enemy wants. They begin to cut corners and do unethical things like unbelievers to get resolution. Many believers may not be aware of it, but some of the challenges they are facing today or have faced in the past came from Satan and his demons. You want to know? Read the book of Job. Job thought that his afflictions were yet. God allowed enemy to inflict things on him to test the faith of Job. So your challenges today may not be, may not be, or could be. Satan wants believers to stop trusting Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, and to look to the world for solution to their challenges. He wants to distract them from their fellowship with God. And those who fall into that trap end up getting very distracted, which is what he wants. Remember the seed, he fell among the towns, the problems and the challenges. So he couldn't grow into maturity. He couldn't do the will of God. He couldn't preach the gospel of Christ because there are problems, distractions. That's the whole idea. Get you this, you're a child of God, remember, but he wants you to get distracted. Instead of going to the Lord in prayers, and trusting him, you fall into the trap. Please note, note, please note, not all problems and challenges we face or have faced are from demons, please. Some of our problems are self-inflicted, maybe the result of sin, secret sins, broken fellowship with God, or not listening to the Holy Spirit before we make certain decisions. So those things will come to haunt us. Still other challenges are natural things that happen to most human beings. <laughs> As you grow older, you notice you understand what I'm talking about. Like your body could be aching and all that, it's of age. So those are challenges, those could be problems too. Now let's look at examples of challenges and of problems that can distract a believer in Christ. Number one, sickness of yourself or spouse or your children. Those can distract. Loss of job, marital problems, Unbelieving children, you taught them well, but they're no longer believing. 
Bus your business is doing badly. You couldn't repay the loan you borrowed from the bank and are about to foreclose on your property. Now, many believers, when confronted by some of these problems, begin to run helter-skelter, looking for solutions from any place or persons instead of from God. Rather than focusing on Christ and going to God in prayers and trusting with our problems, they begin to focus on the problems. And how do you get human beings to help them to solve the problems? They spend day and night trying to figure out solutions and going to people for help. They begin to neglect to pray and study the scriptures. As their faith in human beings increases, their faith in God diminishes. Their faith that humans will solve their problems often leads to disaster. Praise the Lord. Number two. We often seek solutions in wrong places. Scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. 1 Timothy Chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Praise the Lord. Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Many church leaders today have given heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. That's why they never preach the, the, the word of God. They never preach the scriptures. That's why they tell you about prosperity in the world. That's why they teach you all sorts of things that have not to do with the word of God. And many of you have been held bondage. Some hypnotized, some through other means. And now, look at our title. We're often seeking solutions in the wrong places. So some of us now have gone to seek solutions to our problems in the flowing places. The following places, who are there? Church leaders. Number one, crusade grounds. How do you know that a preacher who is going to preach that day is a servant of God? Did you cross-check what you heard in that crusade ground and saw with God's word? Because if his words are not, if they contradict the scripture by an altar, then God didn't send him. Then it's a Trojan horse. He's there to steal your salvation. Now, despite many scriptures, one of false prophets, as we just read here, most believers never consider the possibility that their pastor or general or bishop or whatever could be a servant of Satan. They never consider it. Many believers who belong to church organizations or denominations or buildings called churches don't even, they don't even know if their leader is a servant of God or a servant of Satan. They never check. You say, how do I check? By their doctrines. By their fruits, their lifestyles. That's how you will know. All evident before our eyes, but we deny them. And we go to them to do what? To solve our problems. Many believers, because they are geos or pastors or the man in the crusade ground or woman, 
You allow him or her to lay hands on your heads so that your problems can be solved. And as a result, you have had familiar spirits and other demons transferred into you. You went to seek a problem, solution to your problem. You get, you got worse. Oh, you could be healed. Oh, you could get something, but something else has taken the place. I mean, it is very tragic because people don't want to do the needful. Go into their closets, seek the lost face, read the Bible, pray, and say, God, what will have me do in this situation? Some believers even have pictures of their past idols. I call them idols because they're not really pastors and geos hanging in the offices and bedrooms. And then you turn around sometimes complaining of all the funny dreams you're having. I mean, please give me a break. Are you not the one that brought the evil spirits and behind those ministries and the idols into your lives? I mean, if the minister, so-called minister of God, is, has doctrine, has demons, and you have his picture or her picture in your office or your bedroom, why would you have funny dreams? The evil spirits want to come and uh, have fellowship with you too. I think it's time we all woke up if you're a child of God. Enough is enough. I hope uh, by God's grace we reach where we say your watchman watch you one because we ask slumbering too much. Many believers often use prepared prayer requests. You know, pray prayer, you know, read this. And God will answer your prayer by their pastors and church elders. You know, they have pamphlets, they have, uh, you know, prepared prayers. If you read this psalm, take this one, you ask God for this and that. Please tell me, why will God hear you? He will not hear you because you're not having fellowship with him. You're having fellowship with your pastor or your elder. You complain God is not answering your prayer. Don't you understand that the purpose of prayers and study the scripture is to have fellowship with God? There's something you do in your closet, in your quiet room, praying, singing, dancing, and Jehovah God will come using the Holy Spirit to minister life to you as you read the scriptures. Don't you understand? Don't you know that your Father in Heaven wants to have fellowship? Stop having fellowship with your pastors and Jews. You don't know who they are. Have fellowship with the Son of God who died for you and I. It's only in our prayers, quiet corner with the Lord, that He meets us one on one. When we are praying and meditating on His Word, that's when He meets us one on one. As we cry out to Him, He cries, He speaks back to us through His Word. And everything continues to work out, and our lives are continue to work out our salvation, fear and trembling. I mean, please, my brothers and sisters, and if you're a child of God who has been many years in the Lord, please, what have you been doing to this hour called salvation? What have you been doing? In your quiet corner, continue to cry. I don't know what is going on here. I don't know what's happening in my country. I don't know what's happening in the world. Please, why would those things happen in the world when you are sitting in your room doing nothing but crying? God, why don't you say, Lord? Send me and be prepared. If really you are prepared, he will send you. But it may leave me, need you leaving your comfort zone. It is time to repent and go back to God because God is bigger than all of his creation, which includes your problems and my problems. So let us not be diminishing God with our foolishness. If you have been seeking solutions to your problems in the wrong places, or have been putting your trust in pastors 
I don't care who they are, how anointed you claim that. Have you asked God whether that person is really anointed or not? Anointed because the wave hand you fall. If the wave hand you fall, he's not from God. Today is the day to repent and recommit your life to God. How many times did God did the Lord just says throw hand so that the conversion will fall down? That's called display of foolishness. And only the devil displays. When the Lord healed, he said, don't tell anybody, go somewhere, meet the priest if he's a leper or something. Or go and just tell other people about God's salvation. But no, they were advertised. So who can come and bring and give us more money? They're never satisfied because like that, those who have sold their souls to the devil are never satisfied. But they can be satisfied today they hear my voice. I repent. And take out those their congregation and bring them to the Lord. Oh, how beautiful it will be that day. God is bigger than all of his creation. You and all your prob all, all our problems. Whoever has put his trust in human beings, places like in crusade grounds or building called churches or things on human beings. That's what has separated you from God. Because you made somebody else your first love. So if you have been convicted at the preaching of this word, I plead with you today to repent. Go to God in prayers, not to any human being. Go to your Father in heaven in prayers, in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and say, Daddy God, forgive me. Because then you can now follow the next one. Only those who put their trust in God will inherit eternal life. Only we inherit eternal life because we trust Him. So if we can't trust Him with our little problems, that means we don't even trust Him that He give us eternal life. God is never tired of having you go to Him in prayers, alone with Him, and have interaction. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. Luke chapter 8, verse 8. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. When he had said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Praise the Lord. Remember the seeds fell on thorny grounds. That's the ones who have allowed distractions to take them away from God. But the ones who, are, who knew their God, they reproduced. They reproduced. They went about doing good because they depended on God. They meditated on the word of God and they prayed at all times for their nourishment. They did not depend on human beings for their nourishment. They did not depend on prepared prayers for their nourishment. They depended on the word of God, which is food for the spirit. And they depended on their daily interaction with their father. They put their trust in God and not on human beings. And because they're always interacting with their father, he tell you, you tell him whatever it is that is bothering you. They're not afraid to tell him. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. 
This is the time that you go see my problem today. See the chat. See what is going on here. And you're going to get that assurance in the student that he says, my son, whether you're daughter, whether you pass through the value of children, you know I'm there with you. And no weapon fashion by anyone will ever hurt you because I am your father. I am your salvation. I am your savior. And you have to say, what's your problem? Look at the word of God. See what happened. God is God. He will tell you. That's the purpose of that daily interaction. When you carry all your problems and challenges to God and not to human beings. Because you're always in constant fellowship with God. How will God, he will bless you with his presence because he's there. Even if it's so difficult, you find that you are taking joy even in, your, even, in the, even in your persecution or trial or whatever it is that is causing the problem. Yes. Because godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. Praise the Lord. Those who have put their trust in God are the ones who hate it. Why? Because they never allow problems or challenges to cause them to remove their eyes from their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They know their fellowship and relationship with Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, is the most important thing on earth. It is number one. It is number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Maybe after that, eleven other things can take place. Like Joshua. Remember Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Moses' servant. You must meditate on the word of God day and night. Say so this must not depart from your heart. You must not. You have to be like Joshua. And even more so because Joshua saw a lot being a servant of Moses for 40 years. And then seeing the presence of God manifest so manifestly, so greatly. In the world, believing him is going to manifest in the country of my birth called Nigeria. So that Africa can be delivered. So that the world will see the presence of God in Africa. Because they live according to the, their lost commands. I'm talking of those who are blood washed, who are faithful. They never allow distractions or problems, or sorry, the challenges and problems to distract them. They go about doing good. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And he says, Lo, and with you always, even unto the end of the age. And what? The Lord is always present with them because they're doing His command. The gooses are never tired of witnessing. Always remember, they don't care. You push them away from there. They still say, oh, they, All our leaders were saying yesterday, they witness with their lives because they don't compromise. Friendship with the world is enemy to God. Many people love being friends with the world and say that they're believers. I have a problem with that. And I'm preaching the gospel of the kingdom. See, the good seed is never tired. Paul was in prison. He continued to preach from prison. Being persecuted, the daily matters as they were being hung or being burnt at the stake. They were singing songs. They were preaching the gospel to those of their, their tormentors, the executioners. And that the ones you and I will say we were, we're going to share eternal life with. The good seeds are always standing up for Jesus in their families, communities, tribe, country, and the world. Whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Always remember that. Whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Whether they will ostracize you. Whether they will kill you, whether they will hate you, whether they, it doesn't matter. 
Stand up for Jesus. Praise the Lord. And because of their faithfulness, the blood of Jesus Christ protects and keeps the evil one away from them. Always remember the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is so great. If you're a faithful child of God, you're always blood washed. Nothing can by any means touch or hurt you. I know by His grace. So the question today will be, are you washing the blood? That's our song today. And as it's been sung, I plead with you to meditate on it, then we'll pray after that. Father, cleansing power, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood? By the Savior's side, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul, pleasant blood? In the blood of the Lamb When the bridegroom cometh When your robes be white Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? When your soul be ready for the mansions bright And be washed in the blood of the Lamb Are you washed in the blood? soul cleansing blood of the land are your garments spotless are the white as snow are you washed in the blood of the land lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the land there's a fountain flowing for the soul in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless as the white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Praise the Lord. Are you washing the blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? If they are not, today confess. Go to the cross 
and accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Because we're going to pray now for you. The Jana prayer. Especially for Nigeria today. We've already prayed, but I'm going to conclude this sermon with a prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for your people all over the world. Everyone is having issues, problems. So are your children. Lord, I pray that at the hearing of this word, Lord, they will now refocus and come back into the fold and realize that they can only have their problems and challenges sorted out in you, not outside of you. Reboot the devourer for their sex, Lord. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon the country in Nigeria. It's my country of bad Lord, so there's a place in my heart for it. That everything that offends in that land, Lord, the blood of Jesus Christ, will come against them. Reboot the devourer for their sex. And will weaken every power structure that is not of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus upon that whole country called Nigeria. And I join my faith with others who are blood washed today in that land, Lord, who are crying out for salvation. Not salvation from sin, but to be saved from the bondage of the bondswoman, son of sons and daughters of the bondswoman, and from pastors and Jehovah's in the occult who have kept them in bondage. Father, as you break by the blood, the political establishment, break the religious establishment, that these young men and women who are striving now, Lord, will have a place and they will not be able to hear the gospel of Christ. Raised from among them, Lord, those who will lead them in the new land that you are preparing for them. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Thank you, Father, for today's message. Glory and honor, they belong to you. And also bless all the rest who are hearing from other parts of the world. They have their own challenges, Lord. I join my faith to their faith, Lord. That whoever is oppressing them, Lord, Father, you set them aside. That they be free to serve you, irrespective of whatever country or place they are in. All the praise, glory, and honor to you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, my Father. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Jesus, I pray.